over. But I just want you to share when you have talked about or at least read about or even thought about this idea of submission. What has come to mind? What have been the reactions? How has how what's what's been your experience with this spiritual discipline, this practice of submission, and what has it meant to you in the past? Can you do that? Okay, if you can also you can share with something a little more lighthearted, just something good that happened this week. So that could be nice to hear from each other. So, and if you're married by each other, maybe you can surprise the person on something good that you haven't told them yet. That could be fun. So there you go. Okay, chat for a few minutes and we'll come back and then we'll hear your, hear your comments. <laughs> So let's hear from some of you. Anybody want to just pop in there and talk about what they discussed in their interaction with each other? <laughs> this side is been good. The peer pressure isn't working. No, it's not. It's fine. Well, that's good. Those are those are good comments, uh, Andy. Yeah, I mean, I think what you were saying, we have to get at well what both of you were saying. We kind of have to push past the negative connotations that have been like one pressed on us about submission right so we think about submission and all of a sudden we have these 
these bad thoughts. I mean, like you said, the, the verse in Ephesians that says, you know, wives submit to your husbands, but, you know, with that, we, most of the time, Patrick and I were talking earlier this week, we ignore the very next verse, which says, husbands submit to your wives, you know? And kind of that idea of encompassing, using it to abuse people. But really, submission, from a biblical standpoint, isn't meant to be something that can be used against you, you know? It's supposed to be this idea of kind of acceptance, of um, liberation in a way, right? So submitting to God isn't as much about like being controlled by God, being controlled by someone, as it is uh, kind of more realizing the goodness and the power that he has, right? And realizing a direction for your life that's maybe outside of what we might choose for ourselves or what we might consider best for ourselves. Yeah, there's a freedom that comes with the kind of submission that we're talking about. Um, because we have done such damaging things to this word, you know, um, it's good to be reminded that Jesus even talks about this idea of dying to self, but not like not becoming your own per not becoming a person, a full free person, but this idea of I'm gonna submit my willingness, my, my desire to control all of my life and all of everything. Because I guarantee you, we went around and we talked to every single person in this room. We talk about times in which we tried to control everything that was going to happen in our lives and we realized on the other side of it we could control nothing. And only when we submit and surrender do we find true freedom because we're, we're a part of this divine, faithful flow of God. And so that's, that's kind of the, the angle we want to take this idea of submission is what is it like to, to fall into the freedom of submission and not and, and really reclaim it for what it is and try to I mean it, it's tough to like leave totally behind this baggage of what we've experienced when we've dealt with the word submission or this idea of submission but we can insert this positive angle on it that this is a good thing that we're that we're wanting to practice and this practice brings freedom not not burden not heaviness not weight kind of in a way we have submission is an act of dropping our pride right of dropping our ego um, to submit to something to anything is essentially saying that you no longer put yourself first in that moment right and so our ego uh, kind of drives most of the things we do whether we mean it or we uh, don't need it to, you know, whether or not we're actually thinking about, like, that's what's happening. Um, we do most of the things we do to kind of promote and help ourselves, right? And that's what makes things like marriage such a wonderful thing, right? Is because in that moment, you take that relationship and you say, okay, I'm going to die to myself in this moment, and I'm going to submit my love to you. I'm going to be there for you no matter what happens which is a very uh, 
very counterculture reaction to many things, right? Because we live in a society, especially today, that's very individualistic. There's the word. Um, where we're constantly promoting ourselves. And, you know, I'm just as guilty of it, but in the world of social media and of constant just buzz and advertising, it's become very much popular to promote yourself as an identity, right? Almost as a, a recognition of who you are, but in submission, we kind of reverse that, right? And we, it becomes not about me, but about us, about who are we as a people united, and who are we as a people united under God, you know? Created by one maker, and realized by him fully, and so. Yeah, and I would even say that the lack of submission that we've seen even within our own communities, our faith communities, a lot of us have come from other churches before we've arrived at this church, but we all have bear witness to um, churches splitting, communities breaking apart because of, of people's preferences and because of what they wanted versus what the community at large needed or, or was this is the best direction for us. And so a lot of times we end up leaving and breaking and breaking away from things because we're not willing to submit to this, like to any particular community because it's like, I want it my way. And I want it done the way that I want it to be done. But what we see time and time again, especially in Jesus' teaching, and we even see it in some of the letters that, that we, we get from Peter, and we see it from Paul too, is that this idea that we submit to the body, to this larger body that, that we're a part of, because we're not trying to live these silo, solo lives, we're trying to live within this community. And part of living in community means that we have submission, but again, a part of being in a submissive and a part of submitting to something larger than me is that there's freedom. There's freedom in that. And so, uh, and I wanted to share, I, I found this thing very fascinating, because especially when we're talking about um, self-denial, like dying, like the self-denial versus self-hatred. So to kind of, to put in our minds kind of the, the difference is self-denial is simply a way of coming to understand that we do not have to have it our own way. Our happiness is not dependent upon getting what we want. Okay? Self-denial does not mean that we lose our identity as some purpose. Without our identity, we cannot even be subject to each other. And then, the, and then this, this author posed the question, did Jesus lose his identity when he set his face towards Calvary? Self-denial is, is not the same thing as self-contentment. Self-contentment claims that we have no worth, and even if we do have worth, we should reject it. Self-denial declares that we are infinite worth of sh and shows us how to realize it. And then we see that in Matthew 22, 39, and we see it again in Matthew 10, 39. I mean, and what is it, you know, in submission, we kind of have this idea that we have to give up ourselves in a way and in that same way, it kind of helps us distinguish what is something that is good for all people 
which is actually good for this world, genuine issues that we may have, and what is just my stubborn self-will? What is it just, what am I holding on to that I can't let go? And what is a genuine issue? What is the genuine thing that people struggle with, the genuine thing that needs to happen in this world, you know? Um, if you're looking at something, you say you're in an argument with a friend or a family member, in submission, you can go back to that argument and say, okay, am I doing this out of love and respect for this person? Am I doing this out of love and respect for God or love and respect for this institution? Or am I doing it because this is what I want? This is something that I believe that I need. Um, and in submission, we kind of silence all those outside factors, right? It becomes like a, a spiritual silence in our mind that opens up the possibility to see clearly through that. Yeah. Um, and, to, and to put it quite simply, I, I think um, maturity, the mature Christian is one that can really get their arms around this idea of submission. Because um, maturity oftentimes, oftentimes yields. Maturity is being in this in this flow of submission. Because mature people, uh, mature Christians especially, are not concerned about I have to have it my way. I have to be right all the time. And sure, now that and now granted, I'm I'm not we have to take this all and hold it all within the context of everything, is that okay, there are gonna be moments where I do need to speak truth, right? Living where I'm gonna have to speak into a situation and and say, okay, this may not be the wisest direction we need to go apart, you know, that we need to head towards. But I often see the most mature people I've ever encountered have this you, you kind of sense this idea that they are submitting to something much larger than them. That they're not the ones driving their lives into whatever they are they're trying to create. And and you see that, and, and oftentimes it's very hard to even like get into a heated argument with someone who is of true maturity, because they're not—they're not even trying to be about that. And I know that I'm guilty of falling, finding myself within arguments and disagreements and, and fighting, um, and it's hard. That's hard to do. Because, again, our culture, we live in a culture where um, we, being right, is the best thing to do and the best way to be. So you need to be right, you need to be correct, and sometimes we have to wrap, our, wrap ourselves into this idea of submitting to something much larger than us so that we can end up being this mature Christian who then, when you encounter someone who is walking in such a way of submission, who is walking in a way of such peace in their life, and who is not trying to control everything, nine times out of ten, you're more willing to like sit at the feet of that person and hear a word that you may not could hear any other way. Because you see and you can sense within them that there's this Thing, there's just something that they're submitting to. You say that person is connected and submitting to the Father, to 
God who is much larger than them, and they are they are in they are in it. We've met those people. I think we can be those people, but it takes again what this is practices. It takes practice. We don't arrive there naturally. You know, sometimes getting there can be a little awkward. Sometimes getting there means that you take a step back and then you take three steps forward. You take take two steps back and you take four steps forward. So it's this it's this dance that we do and arriving at these different things that we're trying to practice when it comes to disciplines. Because ultimately, if we collect these these different practices in our lives, they ultimately lead to an abundant freedom in Christ. Because that that's this that's his message, right? Is that my my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He wants us to live in this freedom. He wants us to live in this in this life that where we aren't worry to try to control everything and everyone that we have. Yeah, I agree. And I think we kind of, in some ways, we promote and we live in a lie that we can get everything we want and Christ can get everything he wants and everything will be okay. But the reality is no relationship can both sides get everything they want. Uh, that's just impossible in every means. You know, we have to in some ways give up things that we believe that are best for us that we need in order to truly receive uh, what Christ has for us for the freedom that we can have through Christ I mean and that's part of the realization of submission right <coughs> is coming to realize that living in him is so much more fulfilling than anything we can do for ourselves um, and I, I mean in a lot of ways it could be we can define it all as letting go, just giving up control as submission. Um, but what that? But then, let me say this before we open it up, too, is especially when we think, think about the teachings that we've heard about slaves submit to your masters, wives submit to your husbands, when we hear those kind of things. A way to look at that is when Paul was writing that, it was like, okay, how about you turn and culturally, that is what was happening. Right? These are the these were the, the social norms of the day. And this is what you had to do. And it's turning the have to into a want to, right? I'm doing this willingly. I'm submitting willingly. Wives, slaves, husbands, masters. I'm submitting willingly and not just doing something because I'm obligated to do it, right? Because here's the reality. Most of us in here have jobs. And you probably have some days where you are showing up willingly and you love to do the thing that is that you're doing. And some days you do not love the thing that you're doing and you go there not because you want to, because you have to. And you see... When those days are, when the days that you go to the work that you do, whatever that is that you do, and when you're doing that out of willingness versus out of like half, half two-ness, which is not a word, but I'm just going to, we're winging it. There's, your day is different. Your day is different. Your life is different when it becomes something you're willing to do versus something you have to. And I think that is the, the true underbelly of what's happening is that <laughs> What does it look like to willingly submit to the things that, you know, like, this is it. I'm submitting to this willingness, and, my, and things will 
will ultimately, I will feel different because I'm doing this out of a, from a willing place or out of a have to place. But again, I put that asterisk up there. There are times where toxicity happens and you must leave that thing. So I don't, I'm not saying us to, to be blind in a way in which we kind of move about life, but imagine when we do something out of the wilderness spirit, how how much things are, are different, how much freedom kind of comes from that. But yes, I think Andy was leading us to opening it up, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just thoughts and ideas behind it Yeah. that you have are just instances where you've let go of something and well, I think one of the this I in some ways loathe corny sayings, but I think this is an instance where this kind of works like you've heard like I'm pretty sure it's even southern like let go and let God. <laughs> it's probably on a lot of those uh, painted like two by fours, not two by fours, but the pieces of wood that you can get in the mall. Let go and let God, right? Those things. Um, <laughs> But I mean, like, what are instances where that has worked for you? Where that has been an instance where, say, maybe you've tried to plan your life in a way and it's not gone that way at all, and you found it to be more beneficial to just say, okay, whatever happens. This is the portion of the program that you can. <laughs> Your talks, you may think, I you know, you guys are crazy, which is fine. You can say that. You can still be friends. I'm Randall. Um, it's interesting, he brought up the American dream, and then we were talking about the idea of submission, and my mind went to the modern day military soldier who gives up his pursuit of the American dream so that others may have it. And, you know, and those of us living the American dream, we, I mean, how often do we really, I mean, we have a memorial day, we have a, you know, but how often do we really stop and go, yeah, man, you know, because of your sacrifice, I get to live the American dream. And then you can say, okay, in relationships, how often do you turn to your mate and go, Wow, because you chose to clean the bathroom, we you know, don't have funk in the tub. Right. <laughs> and nobody wants funk in the tub. That may be the message of the class. <laughs> really, nobody wants funk no in the tub. But who wants to get down on their hands and knees to right. clean the funk out of the tub? Yeah, I mean, right. it, it's a, you know, there is a submissive process there. And then my, the other place my mind went was, I mean, whether we admit it or not, we do live in a class society, meaning whether it's educational or, you know, intellect, however you want to, you know, however you want to divide us up, we are divided, and there are people doing jobs, submitting themselves to cleaning motel rooms, submitting themselves to serve us our breakfast at, you know, your favorite, or Starbucks coffee people. But there are these people willing to do these jobs and submit themselves to what's there for them to do. And we go, wow, I mean, how, again, how often do we think there are people do? I mean, they're, you know, they're doing this so that we are able, again, to live the American dream. We drive through, we get our coffee exactly how we want it, and it's amazing. Is that, 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. Just that reminded me of a lady. My parents sold furniture, and so they had to be gone two weeks every quarter. So eight weeks out of the year, I was alone with my sisters and Miss Eubanks, who came in. And, you know, she just, she was in her 60s. She didn't drop. You know, she just cooked, and she made sure she was there with school, and she stayed with us. And, and just thinking, she raised me when my parents weren't there. She stepped in. And she would tell me, and she'd always be there Saturday night to watch Hee Haw and keep me, so my parents would go on a date night. But it was one of those things where she said, make sure you get a good education so you don't have to work as hard as me. She raised me with that mentality of, you know, she did work hard, and I, I respected her, and I, but I loved her like a grandmother, but at the same time, just, you know, her submission to do, she never remarried. She was widowed very young. She had four children. She raised on her own doing housework and keeping other people's kids and ironing and just a good Christian woman who, but you know, it's just one of those things where you don't think about, you know, many times we don't think about those people being our heroes, but they really are when you think back on your life, you know, and, and their submission to do the things that a lot of people would, wouldn't do or, you know, praising other people's kids and, and helping them out. That's what they did. Other thoughts? Reactions. Anger. <laughs> we were just that good. <laughs> <laughs> Just that the idea of practicing submission, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I just everything that I have planned in my life is pretty much not gone as planned. And so the so, Yeah, except for yeah, except for you. Except for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You must not have you must not you must not got rid of the fun. I, 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 this idea of even what you were saying too, this idea with submission connected to it, what I would say in some ways is an idea of living a life of gratitude and submission kind of work kind of hand in hand, right? Um, and there is, and I think the way in which you get to the freedom of letting go and dying to self all these things that we hear Jesus talk about is, and, and again, 
how a lot of these disciplines are there, they're just so connected that you can't help but to mention some of the other ones in the same conversation. But I think that comes with, you know, that silence and that prayer time is that that must be like it's all all of it is connected. Um, and the way that I and I'm still working towards this, but I feel like I've made some steps forward is how do I go about life still planning, still trying to create, you know, dreaming of things that I would like to see happen, but holding those plans so loosely mm-hmm. and knowing that the Spirit is in control. I am saying the Spirit is in control of my life. And so therefore, things may change, and I'm okay if they change. But in the meantime, I'm going to make plans and work towards building the blank. But I'm not going to cling to it with closed fists and like, I'm. this is how it's got to be and exactly how it's going to be. That's, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> I love cutting out the end. It's like a little, it's like a little ellipsis. Like, um, so I love analogies. And I think something about submission that I always have trouble with, or a lot of people have trouble with, is the submission to authority kind of thing. But so let's just say, for example, my kids are all out in the backyard playing hard and they're having a great time. And I say, okay, kids, it's time to come in. And instead of saying, yes, ma'am, and coming on in like they should, they all do like this, you know. <laughs> okay? And so I'm like, come in, and then Joseph's like running away, and I gotta go chase him. And like, so by the time five minutes later, I get them all in, everybody's like in a bad mood, and I'm like, I wanted to take you out to ice cream. Like, we were gonna go do something fun. Like, why couldn't you just, like, guarantee you everyone in this room has felt the nudge of God and the nudge of the Spirit telling you this is what you need to do next and we like ignored it. You said, no, I don't want to do that. Oh no, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to say yes to that because uh, I don't know I need to clean my garage out, you know. Not really, I'm not gonna do it really, but it's like, I, and that's the idea of submission is that you hear, you, you, you sense the nudge, you pray, you pray you want God to lead your life and to guide your life, yet when the nudge happens, when the Spirit finally says something, you, we ignore it. It's like, how do we get to the place where we submit to those nudges and say yes, what that is because we don't know like it could be ice cream. I mean I could have said come in and clean the house. Yeah. I mean, right. You could have it could have been that. Could have been that, but it was gonna be but and it may be that now because they were dragging yeah. their feet. Right. Now now it's clean the house. Get the trunk out of the tub. We get the trunk out of the tub. <laughs> so I, I think ways that we can go forward and kind of practice this discipline is uh, maybe throughout the week when you're having interactions with people and you find that there's tension between you take time to kind of step away from the situation and sit in silence and prayer and think, 
okay, in this moment, what can I give up or what can I do on behalf of Jesus instead of myself, right? Or as you go through your prayers in the mornings or your readings, look for not scriptures that'll better your life, not looking for answers for what you want to do, but look for things that God may speak to you through scripture, ways that you might submit further in your life that will transform how you view things, right? All right. That's all we have. Thank you for being here. Feel free to grab down on the way out. Be someone new, and we'll see you next time.